day has come, dear listener, for us, the Gem Girls, to discuss the final episode of the beloved, yet simultaneously terrible cartoon, Gem and the Holograms. Mm -hmm. But fret not, dear listener, if you exist, because this episode <laughs> was full of the fuckery we love and the stupid bitches we love to hate. If you're new to the pod, first of all, like, what happened? Where you been at? <laughs> You get a lobotomy or something, something? I don't know. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only thing it could be. But more importantly, whether it's your first or third or 13th time, welcome to Gem Girls, the podcast where two dumb bitches with daddy issues talk about Gem and the Holograms, a show full of several many dumb bitches <laughs> with daddy issues up to the wazoo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I am Orifice Jones, and daddy, I would like some sausage. <laughs> You sounded so horny there. <laughs> I would. Oh. I mean, listen, I'm a voice actress. What can I say? <laughs> or you're like masturbating right now. Both can be true. <laughs> and I'm Hakuna Matitis, And as Demi Lovato says, lucky for you, I've got all these daddy issues. That's to a quote, by the way. That's a quote. From one of our actual songs. Today, we are discussing the final episode of Gem, Season 3, Episode 13, entitled A Father Should Be. It is only fitting that the high gemissary and queen of daddy issues herself, Christy Marks, is back to write this episode, which is a fun romp about the traumas of not having a father sprinkled with post-Vietnam PTSD nightmare sequences to everyone's delight. Uh, yeah, such a fun romp. <laughs> <laughs> Very light topics, just to, you know, get you through the day. Right? I really need to see this on a Saturday morning when I'm, like, trying to fucking relax. Exactly, exactly. You know, you're eight years old, <laughs> your fucking teacher's been on your back all week, you're trying to kick up your feet with a bowl of cereal and a little bit of gem in the morning, and this shit hits your heart. Wow, and you're like, me too, Christy, me too. Exactly, exactly. Hashtag me too. Christy Mark started that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she did not. That's a, that's just not true. <laughs> Anyways, back to the episode at hand. As esteemed film critic Jocelyn Laws famously wrote, never heard of her, but she sounds smart. This episode is the one where the CEO of not having a father and being a bitch about it, Bonnie. So true. dignified. Yeah. Uh, this Jocelyn Laws is very dignified. Is... <laughs> Bonnie is upset she doesn't have a dad, as per usual. Of course. To help, of course. As per Spoojul, I was Spoojul, I would have said, but regardless. I didn't know how to spell that. Spoojul? Yeah, that's a tough one. Would it be S-P-L-U or S-P-L-O-O? S-P-L-O-O. -O. Okay, then you do know how to spell it. So, like, But anyways. then what is the, what is the ju of it all? G-U-A-L. Okay. Maybe G-S-U-A-L. <laughs> Like, it's splooge, splooge not splooge Okay, got it. As per splooge <laughs> A little bit of elocution for y'all. Thank you for the elocution lesson. I really no needed problem. it. I really, my electric execution of the elocution was, I didn't have a third one or fourth <laughs> one. Anyways, so I'm going to go through it all again. The CEO of not having a father and being a bitch about it, Bonnie, as we've addressed, is upset. She doesn't have a dad. As for Spoojul, 
<laughs> to help a little orphan bitch out, Jerrica and the gang split up and search for Bonnie's father in far-flung American, mostly flyover states, because they simply have too much time on their hands. <laughs> of course, yeah. Sounds yeah. like the holograms. Exactly. Let me tell you. So Bonnie is so thirsty for some daddy action, she is willing to throw herself at literally any man with red hair who does or does not claim to be her father. Honestly, dude, I feel like he doesn't even, ha- doesn't even need to have red hair. <laughs> True. Exactly. Anyway, she's such a little orphan skank. Maria gave me that orphan skank. That was, I mean, a orphan skank is amazing. <laughs> I think it, it works best, I think, on paper. Um, yeah. But orphan, that's like a orphanage. Oh, a orphanage. A orphanage is just a brothel for orphans. Exactly, but like <laughs> it's a little, it's a little classier if you say orphanage. <laughs> but I was more thinking of it in the sense of less active child prostitution, which like dark dude. Uh, I was thinking yeah. of where future escorts would grow up and be trained by matrons and such, or maybe where. Maybe where sex workers leave their children they don't want. Oh, true. Or the children they can't take care of during the day and or very late nights. <laughs> no, that would be more of a uh, a daycare prostitute situation. Yeah, which we don't have a, you know, cute name for yet. I've been, I've been trying the last 30 seconds and nothing's coming to mind. Right, yeah, I can't come up with a pun for it. I'm sure it'll come to us later when maybe it'll be too late. Likely. Likely. Anyway, I'm just kidding about calling her a orphan skank, you know. Every child... <laughs> <laughs> Are you? We, started, we talked about it for like 15 minutes, how great it was. I'm so sorry. Please don't cancel me. Um... <laughs> Anyway, just, you know, every child deserves a father, okay? Especially, most children have fathers. Most children have fathers, but those who don't deserve them. There you go. And especially they deserve one who is so deeply traumatized and, you know, doesn't even remember the last 20 years of his life. <laughs> yeah, spoiler, that might be coming up. Yeah, I mean, who cares? But anyway, I just want to shout out Lady Marks here because... Orifice and I will miss you deeply with your whole absurdity and your daddy issues thing. It's really, really quite great. It's honestly true. It's it's only just hitting me now how this will be the last Christy Marks piece of media we'll maybe ever get to discuss at length. Yeah, with Christy at the helm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I want I want Christy in full control, baby. You know? <laughs> Like, everyone's, like, Chrissy's in the cockpit. It's cockpit Chris. And she's <laughs> flying that plane right where it needs to land, which is somewhere it probably shouldn't have went in the first place. Yeah, I mean, she's taking you somewhere. I didn't ask to go there, but I arrived. Yeah, exactly. No one thought you were going to end up there, but here you are. <laughs> But I was going to Cincinnati. Like, shut up, bitch. (laughs) Chrissy's taking you on a ride. Exactly, exactly. And she really does. She really does. Um, So anyway, let's get into this episode, which I got to point out is yet another example of the relentless propaganda 
for the patriarchy. In other words, propaganda. Am I right? Propaganda. So you're so right. Um, was Christine Marks, this is my final question, was Christine Marks being paid off by Big Father? Wow. Or is so it Big, Big Daddy? F- yeah, I feel like Big Daddy is probably what it's called. Uh, maybe on the streets. Maybe its CEO name is Big Father. Uh, or it's like corporation name. But wouldn't I feel like Big Father would be like this, <laughs> the, like the international corporate conglomerate that owns all the other international corporate conglomerates. You know what I mean? So Big Daddy, Big Papa. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you know, the patriarchy made not necessarily flesh, but uh, same idea. A corporate, a corporation technically is a human. I think, I think an American law. Yeah, I mean, in, I, I've never read that law, but I've heard it said many times, so it must be true. Yeah, I've seen it on my screen as talk about it <laughs> in movies. Big Father. We, you know, we really do live under Big Father. We don't talk about that enough. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, little, not so many, not so many little fathers. <laughs> Child dads of New York. Right, right, right. Yeah. Not too many of, of those. <laughs> little dads. No, no, yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was child fathers, colon, <laughs> little dads of New York, of course. Boy fathers. Boy fathers. Right. Way better than child fathers. Child fathers. <laughs> child fathers sounds creepier than boy fathers. Boy fathers sounds fun. Yeah, I would love to have a boy father. He'd let me play with his truck and... Uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not even sure what and else. His marbles? Uh, I don't know. What do kids play with these days? Roblox? Peppa Pig? Yeah, he'd be like, you know that kid, uh, Adultman, from Bojack Horseman, where Carolyn is dating this guy that's like really... A couple of stacked kids in a trench yeah, coat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah. that. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, re- I didn't realize or remember his name was Adultman. Yeah, his last name was Adultman. I forget his first name. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, so anyway, let's get into this episode. A father should be. A father should be, and we meet uh, Hope Landon, who is Bonnie's art teacher. Apparently, right. we're at some sort of like art showcase. Which immediately, can we address the elephant in the room? How is a little girl with <laughs> carnivorous eyeballs making any sort of painting? Yeah, visual Vision arts. blind. Yeah. For, yeah, visual arts for Bonnie, it's a stretch. If she was sculpting, I could buy that or pottery. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen Ghost, which I've is seen not ghosts. about that at all. <laughs> it's the same thing. She couldn't see Patrick Swayze, thus she had to potterize. <laughs> also, she has ghost eyes. Ghost, ghost eyes. eyes? Yeah, ghost eyes sounds like it could be a cool superhero, but go on. Yeah, she doesn't have actual eyes. She has eyes that exist in a different dimension. She has ghost eyes. Gotcha, gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha. She gotcha. sees memories oh, so... of everyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> that one, that piece of lore came out of nowhere. Right, what I was going to ask shit up on the plot. What, what I was going to ask is, are these ghost eyes the long past spirit of former eyeballs? Maybe like very yes. renowned eyeballs that couldn't pass on? Okay, okay. Oh, that's not such a good idea, Michael. Orifice. Non- <laughs> Orifice. Both are accurate. Um, I, the other option being interdimensional eyeball beings who don't have a physical presence on this earth. And are using Bonnie as some sort of host. 
Right. I mean, I imagined it as eyeballs of people past. Or right. or ghosts of eyeballs past. Yeah, ghosts of eyeballs. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is, but I appreciate the the level of like mental activity, mental gymnastics I'm going to to try and figure it out. Yet it doesn't matter. <laughs> I actually do think this could be a good superhero. So, okay, take the concept further. Let me let me hear your pitch here. Okay, so she doesn't have eyes in the traditional sense, but she has eyes of all these people who have died, like you said. So she's able, she has insights into things that most people do not. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So she really has like, like ghost sight as opposed to ghost eyeballs. Yes. Ghost site. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, it's there was actually been sh- done before. Well, so one thing at least comes to mind. One also did, but this is not necessarily accurate. Um, but there was a short-lived Eliza Dushku show. Dushku? Dushku? I don't know. I don't know who the um, fuck that is. It's Faith. She's Faith from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Icon. Queer icon. Anyways, um, she had a short-lived show on Fox, maybe it was like a season long, called True Calling, that's T-R-U, no E, baby, because her name was True or something, or maybe she was like Jenny True, I don't know. The whole concept of the show was she worked at a morgue, or like got a new job at a morgue, and discovered she had this like power where recently deceased people would, you know send her a message or like say something to her and then she would go 24 hours back in time and have to save their life and like figure it out um Hmm. honestly (laughs) nine-year-old orifice jones maybe i was 10 years old pretty into it i really like liza dutchku for reasons i didn't understand at the time um that sounds very complicated though i i feel like i could see why it was short-lived yeah, yeah. So the thing, I actually never, I've never gotten um, resolution. I've never gotten, what's that other word for resolution that people more use? Like closure, that's the one, closure. I've never gotten closure on this narrative thread. Uh, it's a dangling thread in my life. It's been dangling for decades now. That towards the end of the season, she encounters a guy who like also kind of has the same power but he is, like, making it his mission to actually, like, have the people still die. So, like, she'll save them, and then, like, he'll kind of appear and then, like, murder them, basically. And um, I never watched the season to the end, and I never found out what his deal was. Oh. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I... Honestly, a lot of shows only get one season, or, you know, they don't find an audience. I personally thought it was a show that had some legs. You know what I mean? But nice. it didn't work out like that. Legs makes me think of Spider Badge, but that's a whole other conversation. Let's, we don't have time for this in this here podcast. There's yeah, so let's let's talk about this show. So right, which we really haven't done yet. We we got off a tan on a tangent once we started talking about eyeballs. Of course, right. that's yeah, just classic. like classic us, you know. <laughs> everyone finds it very endearing. Yeah, everyone loves it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So this Hope Woman. Points out that Bonnie is super talented, but she finds it curious that Bonnie paints all of her men with red hair. 
Which I think means that she's only painting men with red hair, which she yeah, finds creepy as fuck. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Hope Lane is like, is she going to murder a man with red hair? You should know about this as her caregiver. <laughs> right. Um, so, basically, at this exhibition at this elementary school, Bonnie is looking around and sees all these kids with their fathers and starts getting super emo about it. Like... Not even cute emo with black nail polish and, you know, swishy hair, but just, like, sad. Yeah, yeah. Really, like, really emotionally butthurt about the whole situation. <laughs> um, and we're going to hell. We're definitely going to hell. And then I think, actually, to demonstrate the fact that she's so sad, later at some, like, party or whatever, they're just like, she wouldn't even eat the carrot cake? Like, what? <laughs> um, which I just thought was hilarious. Right. I mean, I would eat carrot cake all the time. Dude, I have a long and, I'm not going to say complicated, but deeply emotionally resonant relationship with carrot cake. What what does that mean? So, okay. I mean, this is like, we're getting into it here. Because... (laughs) Do we have time for this? I don't know if we have time for it. It's also deeply personal. Okay, I don't want to hear about it. Wow, okay. Um, (laughs) Give me the cliff note. Cliff Notes version, um, my dad used to make carrot cake and he often made it, for, I often, he, I often requested and he often made it for me for my birthday. Um, and then he died and now I oh. live his memory on through carrot cake. Oh, wow. That like really, you really relate to this episode, huh? Well, just this very, very one specific part. The rest, <laughs> not really. I just love that it was carrot cake specifically. Then I was like, oh, right. I love carrot cake for various and complex reasons. Right. Was your dad good at baking like you? Uh, so, he, you know, he was pretty good. He was he kind of tended to bake the same things all the time, which is like why carrot cake was like one of his staples. Um, and looking back, I mean, I always liked what he would made. And I for sure can see why myself getting into baking very early was because it was like normalized by my dad because I was like oh yeah yeah, baking is something like one person does or even like a man does you know what I mean right that's great um well carrot cake is amazing carrot cake is amazing it's true it's up there for the cakes but Bonnie as we've said is too fucking sad about it like she can't even (laughs) eat some fucking cake Never been yeah, there. Yeah, eat the goddamn cake. Yeah, eat the I've, goddamn cake. Like, like, listen, like, as someone whose father has died, at least, like, this bitch, she's walking around with a father by the end. I can eat carrot cake, all right? <laughs> Anytime, any day, baby. Um, so, yeah, she's crying, staring out the window, all forlorn and shit. And I don't know if, yeah, Ashley, Ashley and Chrissy come in, and Ashley calls her creepy, for waiting for her brother to appear, which I thought was so funny. (laughs) So funny and very accurate. Right. Like, honestly, Ashley, um, you and your be-rat-tailed self, like, I kind of found, like, super annoying at the beginning, but lately you've been kind of a catty little bitch, and I love it. Yeah. Ashley's really grown into not being awful. Right. Um, Yeah, so that's good. I mean, she's awful. (laughs) She's awful in other ways, but we appreciate it more. Yeah, like you really can't change her character design and general aesthetic, and that's always awful. Uh, But (laughs) she's recently been coming through with some truths, and I appreciated it. Uh, 
So they basically then formulate a plan to make Bonnie happier, which involves getting Randy James. If you don't remember, that's the guy that Bonnie thought was her father for an extended period of time, <laughs> was also super creepy about it. And then he had to, like, explain to her she's being crazy. Uh, so their idea is like, oh, let's get him back in the picture and that'll cheer her up or something. Right. And why would Randy want to do this to himself again? And also, he's a proud member of the two first names cl- club. Two first names is a first and last name club. Right, right, right. Which we'll have another one later. I don't want to spoil it quite yet. Um, regardless, <laughs> um, Randy does agree to this. Like, Jem goes over to, I don't know, some sort of band practice that's happening. Uh, but it also involves Riot and Pizzazz. That's later. Was it later? Yeah, because this whole Randy thing doesn't work out because because Bonnie's like, oh, hi, Randy. But like, hashtag just kidding. I actually don't want to see you. So bye, Randy. Right. You're not my real father. Right, 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 right. This is in my note where I say uh, BN Bonnie is suicidal, question mark. Uh, so yeah, she's, she's not responding well to uh, whatever's going on. Not having a father. No, oh, right, yeah. Not having a father. That's what's going <laughs> that on. part. That, yeah, whole, I, that whole shtick. <laughs> I also wrote BN in my notes because I could not be bothered. Yeah, one, you can't be bothered. Um, also, it's a needlessly long name. Well, it's pretty short. It's like five letters, but. But it could be N-I, a space. is what I'm saying. And yeah. there's a space. Yeah. So, anyway. Um. Basically, Jerrica is saddened by this whole exchange about this revelation that she doesn't want to live anymore. And it's like, you know, Bonnie, we're your family. We love you. And we got the song called Family Is, which is just a bunch of sappy bullshit I don't want to hear. bird eyeball moment right at the top (laughs) otherwise it's just a bunch of bonnie like bullshit but i will say um it could be like kind of like a chosen family anthem you know what i mean for all the queers in the house it can be yeah for sure but she didn't choose to be with jerica that's true no one in that fucking like orphan mill they're churning (laughs) out orphans they're taking them in they're churning them out as bones um anyways Bonnie did not choose that. It's true. Uh, um, so after the song, though, I think Jerrica has a moment where she basically says, like, Bonnie, like, your dad is dead or something. Like, just, you know, <laughs> get over it. dead or something. Yeah, she's like, I'm not even sure that he's alive. And Yeah, exactly. Bonnie knows somehow that he is alive and... um. Yeah, so this kind of spurs legit spurs Jerrica on the hologram into action. They're doing daddy research, daddy intel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going up into the fatherly archives. Father finding. Yeah, the fart. Yeah, yeah, yeah the FFF, the um, father finding <laughs> force. Uh, which is basically what happens. They enlist Riot and his dad because, like, his dad is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So Bonnie also knew a his father. right. Also a father. The big, <laughs> the big father network. The big dad network. The big dad. The big daddy hive mind. Um, <laughs> who big daddy hive mind? Which could be a character. You could call a character like, oh hey, it's big daddy hive mind. What would Big Daddy Hive Mind even look like? Because that sounds fucking terrifying. Exactly, exactly. He'd be like maybe like a like a like a shadowy like demonic spectral swarm of like not quite bees, maybe flies. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Big Daddy Hive Mind. Yeah, he has to be an insect based you know with wings you know fly. yeah 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 but maybe like yeah 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 but I, what i mean by maybe like you know ill-formed at least in the physical sense where you're like he's like every flying insect toy but not quite one because he is the high mm. he's big daddy hot mind <laughs> that's so funny um so yeah basically bonnie has little information on her dad, okay? She knows that he went to Vietnam at some right. point. Yeah. That he has red hair and has a name, maybe a first name, maybe a last name, Martin. Right, so right. This limited information, Riot takes it to some woman who searches a database in the army and it's like, okay, I'll find this person. She comes back with three people. Three people, and I love how she says... We're not sure if Martin is a first name or a last name. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, Christy Marks, are you like calling yourself out right now? <laughs> because we have Randy Martin or like we, maybe it's Martin Randy. I don't know. Which, which, whatever it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Randy Martin. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Randy Martin. No, no, no. So we get one that's Andy Martin. We get a Leonard Martin, and then we get a Martin O'Caroline, I think. Right, and I love how it's the only Martin that has Martin as a first name. Exactly, because he's not evil. (laughs) Right. Right. The other two are basically evil. It's true. So So, uh, Christy Marks is aware of what she's doing. I think that's what we can take away from this. (laughs) For sure. I mean, Leonard Martin wasn't evil. He just wasn't the father. Right, Apparently. Right, 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 I don't know. I mean, they had no evidence, period. They didn't, have, they didn't have a lot to go off of. It's true. They didn't even do a fucking DNA test. I don't know if that was a thing back then. Maybe not. Yeah, definitely not. But maybe yeah. it was. Maybe. I don't know. I I mean, the 80s was such a long time ago. But wasn't it? I'm not sure when it became more difficult to commit murders. Like, keep track on these things. As well. I feel like it was, like, mid-70s it became more difficult to make, like commit murders. I feel like by the 80s they had some sort of DNA technology. I think the 60s and the 70s were like, whew, murder heyday, honey. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to murder all these bitches. And, like, who's going to find out? Not you or anybody. <laughs> Anyway, um, so... It's so... Can we just take a moment to, like, really address the elephant in the room, which is how difficult it is to murder (laughs) these days? Like, it's pretty fucked up. It's so difficult. It's very difficult. You have to think about your phone. You know, maybe leave your phone at home. Or put it on airplane mode. I don't know. Yeah, and also, like, you know, people's access to a phone also complicates things. You know how it is with horror movies. They always, like, make an excuse why there is no phone. Right. If you're murdering someone and, like, maybe 
they're getting away. This is not coming from personal experience, of course. And they, like, bust out their phone to, like, call 911 or whatever. Then you're in a pickle. Right, exactly. I mean, and then there's a classic problem of how to, you know, get rid of the body. Well, that's that's a forever problem. We can't blame (laughs) phones on how to dispose of a body. Hakuna Matitis. Let's get in the right lane here. You're right. It's it's no laughing matter. I shouldn't laugh. It's it's serious business. Very serious. Um, but you're right to laugh somehow. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, let's get back on track. Right, 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 right. Because um, we go to uh, I don't know. Do we see a doctor at some point? Oh, okay. So we see Leonard Martin who works in a factory in Nebraska. And right. he's like, oh, I don't know, I don't, whatever, like, some excuse as to why he's not Bonnie's father. He just says he's not. Then we have Andy Martin in Las Vegas, who's a gambling addict. Right, and, right, right. And uh, Martin O'Carolyn, he was a POW brought to a hospital to recuperate and had amnesia and shit. So when we meet Martin, he's talking to a doctor about no, 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 no. It's Jim and the holograms talking to the doctor to get information on Martin and the doctor oh. just gives it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in my notes I have written down my boy, Dr. Salka Saka is keeping it mad profesh dot, dot, dot for a second. Cause yeah, he <laughs> definitely gets, yeah, yeah, just divulges that information very quickly. Right. Um, so that's how Gem and the Holograms find him. And so they talk to the guy at the factory, Andy, no, not Andy, Leonard, and he's in a wheelchair. He says it's not him. <laughs> that's in some of my notes. The yeah, no, yeah. Irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. I have, yeah, I, this is where Rio appears. So I have, ew, Rio is here, but wheelchair man isn't. Or right, well, wheelchair man I isn't just- it. How do you understand your notes at all? <laughs> so sometimes like a part of it really sticks in my head and I can just call back the visuals. I won't lie, I did watch this at like four in the morning. Uh, and now my memory is a little bit hazy. I see. Well, you're doing a good job. Yeah, I've been up since four in the morning, thank you very much. I watching. Guess... Yeah. I what time did... have you gotten up? I got up at five. Whoa, okay, all right. Actually, it may have gotten up at four. Yeah, I got up at four. On purpose? On purpose. On purpose. <laughs> On purpose? On purpose. <laughs> yeah, I did. I also just slept really horribly. So oh. I was like, I may as well wake up. Yeah, that was my whole vibe. I was like, well, I got to watch this episode. What's something I can do in bed that's like mindless and uh, somewhat relaxing? I don't know. What? <laughs> Taking notes for the show is also an exercise in punishment. Right. So the guy, the guy Leonard Martin is not the father. Then we're at the casino and a man is gambling away all his money. And he's like not interested in Jerrica and Shayna. Um, but then Jem realizes that he's into Jem because he kisses a picture of Jem on the wall for good luck. Right, 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 right. And um, yeah. I do want to give a shout out to J- uh, Jerrica and Shayna's outfits because I was like, oh, wow, they actually look good. Yeah, I like Shayna's in particular, like the cutout 
sleeveless turtleneck dress thing she was wearing. Yeah, and Jericho didn't look terrible. Um, and then, um, so they established, like, oh, they're going to use Jem to, like, I guess, trick this Leonard Martin, Andy Martin? I don't fucking know. Um, and then we go back to Bonnie, who's still super sad, and we get the classic song, A Father Should Be. Father Should Be by sung by Bonnie, one of the rare songs sung by Bonnie, and I think we've heard this one before, yeah? Yes, I believe so. Because this is a common theme in Bonnie's life. Anyway. Exactly. She's got one storyline. <laughs> She's sticking to it. So we actually met the singing voice of Bonnie at GemCon three years ago. No, almost four years ago. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. His name is Ari Gold. He passed away last year, so... R.I.P. to the fellow Gembrio, Gemissary, I feel like Gemissary. I feel like, you know, Gemissary, Gemissary. He's he's an OG Gemissary. Exactly, exactly. Like, he's been doing it for years. Yeah, we can't hold a candle to him, to be clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so this song is just about, you know, how a father should be. To some, like, Asian-ish melody, which I'm yeah. like, is that okay? <laughs> exactly. I was like, what is this, like, weird? And I'm going to use this term because I think it's the proper term for it, given the time period. Like, a weird oriental beat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, some shit like that. Right. And, yeah, I, I don't know what they were trying to do there, but she's just talking about her father, and she's... Vietnamese, so I guess we have to have these sounds. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like we gotta. All right. Right, don't blame me. What else was I supposed to do? What else okay. was I supposed to do? What other sound would you put there? She's Asian. She's, what, like, for God's sake, she's Asian. <laughs> anyway. So... Bonnie crumples up her picture of her dad that she drew and is super sad about it. We cut back to Jem and Andy Martin and basically Andy appears already to have ulterior motives, but Jem is like simply blind to that because she's a moron. Exactly. It's like, fuck Jem. And she talks about Bonnie and she's like, yeah, Bonnie, like it's from here. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That fucking orphan, like, tell me more about how much money you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jen was like, oh, okay, that sounds like a, a good idea. I'll... This is going well. This is very going very well. Yeah, like, oh, this eyeless bitch, like, talk to me about the money, honey. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty, it's very apparent. He wants nothing to do with this, like, yeah, eyeless child. Ghost eye <laughs> child, sorry. Um, and, yeah. But he's, he claims to be Bonnie's father, obviously, because it benefits him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is around also when we meet a very creeper, creeper. He's a, he is a creeper, but he's also very creepy. Very creeper painter man. Um, <laughs> Martin O'Carolyn. Martin O'Carolyn, right, right, right. And I say very creepy because I think that at one point they show a picture of Bonnie or something. And, oh, no, no, they show a picture of Bonnie's mom. And he replies... Oh, her? She's no one. 
just the face I see in my dreams every night or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a very sane thing to say. Right. I mean, this man doesn't remember his life basically at all. He had some deep, deep trauma. He was a prisoner of war, has PTSD flashbacks, like hashtag all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. like, to the best of my knowledge, I can't be the father, but who knows? Like, who knows what happened yesterday? I don't know. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. Um, so Martin O'Carolyn having a severe... So having severe mental issues, like, in general, but also definitely going through, like, psychotic episodes. Um, he also sounds like Dr. Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror, like, but on, like, Vicodin or something. <laughs> yeah, he's, he kind of sounds very dulled out. Very dulled out, but also, like, yeah, like, a little... Well, I guess Frankenfurter is like sensual creepy. Maybe he's just like just creepy, creepy. And I've said it. Yeah, I guess I already called him a creeper. Yeah, this man is not sensual. Let me tell you. So, uh, so we got. I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Andy Martin for calling Bonnie like Bunny or like Betty and <laughs> shit. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, Jem was none too impressed though. Not impressed, but they also like somehow they let her. They still let him drive off with Bonnie because they bring him to the mansion, and then Bonnie's like, "Oh, it's my father." And like, like we've said, she'll believe literally anyone as her father, and he drives off with her. I could not believe that she let that man drive off with a child without even doing any research. He was just like, got her name wrong, doesn't know anything about her mother. He won't answer any questions about this. And, and he keeps talking about money. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what? <laughs> it's insanity. It's just it, simply insane. Oh, simple, this man insane. says he's her father, so he must be. And he's not... He doesn't seem very unhinged. Obviously, has a very healthy uh, relationship with gambling. Looks... This, is, <laughs> this, is, this all checks out. <laughs> All checks out. It's all it's all fine. It's just fine, you know? And Jerica, then he takes her to the zoo as well, which is hella creepy. An abandoned zoo. An abandoned zoo. One of the creepiest <laughs> settings one could go to, truly. Yes. And he knew where it was, so he had this plan in mind already, which is extra creepy. Yeah, yeah. When you have a go-to place to trap children, you know... There's something going on there. Yeah, you're fucked up. <laughs> For sure. So, she basi he basically, like, reveals his plan of kidnapping Bonnie and then, like, extorting Ransom out of Gem and the Holograms. Right, right. And then locks her in a cage. Right. Uh, right. Which also, though, to be fair, classic Bonnie getting, like, locked or trapped in the middle of a zoo. Haven't well, we seen that from her before? Something like that. She tried to run away, and then she just, like, tripped on her own feet and fell in the dirt. And then she doesn't... She's there for, like, a few seconds and doesn't pull herself up, and then he just catches her. I was like, okay. Yeah, listen. Bonnie's not winning any bad bitch awards anytime soon, all right? No. Yeah. Um, so, in the midst of this melee, he admits that he is not her father, so that's clear to, you know... 
To make it clear, it was clear to us all, but not to right, Jerrica. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Just to spell it out for Jer Bear over there. Uh, he's not the father. He's truly just kind of a despicable human being. Yeah, uh, and he, she should absolutely lose custody of her kids over this, to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, you're not wrong. There, some, a, a call to some sort of social services should go out after this shit. Yeah. It was poor judgment. Yes. Anyway. She was not Judge Judy on that judgment. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, anyway, so at one point, like, the amnesic, PTSD-addled uh, nom vet comes to the rescue with, like, a, I don't know, rescue mission or some, something. Um, he does... Well, I, he, he's just, like, armed with only his, like, two fists, his, like, nom training and, like, deep trauma. Exactly, which is a terrifying combination. If you, like, terribly effective, but also terrifying. Right, he's like, this used to happen all the time in Nam, And then, like, yeah. flashback, he, like, zones out and he's like... <laughs> it's true. They really have some, like, real, like, flashbacks. Like, wartime flashbacks. <laughs> but he, in one of those... He remembers Bonnie's mother, whose right, name is right, something, right. and they get oh. married, and there's a whole thing. Yeah, there's a whole thing. What's her name? Cao Ching or something? Yeah, it's like yeah, Chow yeah. Ching or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they got married, and then, like, I don't know, they had to flee at some point. He became a prisoner of war, and she left with his seed and birthed, <laughs> borthed Bonnie. Right, borthed. Yeah. She didn't get an abortion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Should have gotten a abortion, but she didn't. Oh my lord, this is ridiculous. I'm going to miss talking about this show so I much. I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's, I'm, it's hitting me, it's hitting me. Let's continue. So, yeah, he basically, so at one point Bonnie decides to save herself maybe. Like she's like, oh, maybe I should give a stab at... Yeah, uh, like trying to get out, yeah. you know, not waiting for my made up father to come. Uh, <laughs> made up dead father. Yeah. <laughs> right? So she starts climbing some rocks. Okay. Yeah. And she like gets somewhere and then of course she like slips and she's dangling, dangling. And then she's like, Bleh! and Martin, who just in the Nickelback of time. Right. Was having a really, you know, fucked up memory of his Vietnamese wife being taken away. And in that <laughs> instance, he's like, Bonnie, daddy's coming. And then like runs and saves her as she was fallen. Yeah. It's, um, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, they really say some shit. Uh, I think also before, maybe directly after this, Jem summons, like, gorilla demons to scare away the yes. other Martin. Yes. Which I always appreciate that, like, Synergy always <laughs> takes it to, like a, like, a creepy, demonic place. Like, they're not regular gorillas, which would already be really scary. They're, like, evil underworld gorillas. Yeah. Like, they're extra um. terrified. They're, like, very monstrous. And they keep popping up out of nowhere. Oh, right, 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 right. But just come out of nowhere. So, yeah. Andy Martin is out of the picture. He gone. He's scared. And we cut to the scene. I guess it's Bonnie's going away party. Because she's 
being taken out of the orphanage because her dad is real. Right, 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 right. But she's a bit surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To what? Yeah, to everyone's shock, <laughs> awe, and dismay. Like, oh, okay. This man, this man's really taking her okay. Yeah, like, he doesn't seem... Like, I literally have in my notes, this creepy painter is definitely going to eat her. Uh, like, right. Bonnie is going to get eaten. Right. He reminds me of the artist from the newest Candyman, who becomes obsessed with Candyman and just starts, like, drawing himself slash Candyman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, no, just yeah, because yeah. you're a talented painter doesn't mean that you're capable of raising a child that you didn't even know about until, like, two seconds ago. Right. Or are particularly sane. You're right, exactly. <laughs> uh, the Misfits also appeared at this going-away party, which I was like, okay, sure, why not? Like, it's nice to see them in one final moment, but did they really care about Bonnie? Right, and then Riot asks for a kiss from Jem. So that's a whole other dimension of this whole thing, because this is the last time we're really going to get to talk about this. I need all the cards to be on the table. Yeah. So we see Rio at one point, and in that scene, Rio is like, I'm going to go with you, Martin, oh, whatever, and save Bonnie. And he was like, no, 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 like too many people can't come because it'll set him off. And then dismisses (laughs) Rio, and we never see him again. Oh, I actually, I love that for real. Like being out, like, you know, out masculinized or whatever you, however you would put it. Yes. And we didn't even see a Rio tantrum. Right. Because it came from a male power figure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, That's when Rio shut the fucks up. When someone's (laughs) like, who more's a man's than him, tells him to shut up. Right. He can recognize the alpha. But my other Exactly. My other point is, like, are he and Jem not together anymore? Because in this last scene, Riot asks for a kiss from Jem, and Jem's been, like, really buddy-buddy with Riot and seems to have this ongoing flirtation that no one seems to mind. (laughs) No one seems to mind, and also, like, I personally don't understand. Uh, (laughs) But the thing is, though, the thing is, officially, Jem and Rio aren't together. So Jem does what she wants with Rio and Riot. That's the fucked up thing. I mean, it's one thing to cheat on your... To cheat on... To have your boyfriend cheat on you You with with yourself. yourself. But then... Having you as someone you else as cheating, someone else cheating on, on the boyfriend else. who's cheating on you right, with right. you. <laughs> Who? Lordy, the drama of it all. Jem I mean, is it, the queen a, of daddy issues. Yeah, it's really, like, it's really an investigation into morality and ethics, if you think about it. Like that conundrum, like which, who's in the wrong here? Me? Yeah. Or me? <laughs> or is it you? <laughs> or is it her, who is also so me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, She's she really got fucked up psychologically. It's true. Wow. I just needed to point that out, because where has Rio been the last few episodes? That is true. That so the thing is, though, the thing is, um, yeah, we should address this now, I guess, as we come to a close of the fact that um, 
we messed up the order in which the season actually aired. Yes, true. Yeah, Riot's Hope is actually episode 6 as opposed to episode 12. <gasps> episode 12 is Video Wars. So Riot has, like, kind of been redeemed in a lot of ways for, like, a, like a good part of the season, half the season. Oh, my God. That actually... I didn't realize that Riot's Hope was season 6 because... Episode 6. Episode 6. <laughs> Bitch, season six. Ooh. Okay, so one, the only, not Misfit, the only stinger who hasn't been redeemed is Rapture. Right, Um, right. She's just a straight up con artist. But has he really been redeemed for the entire season from season, from episode six? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. Because I, in my mind, can remember episodes where like Riot pulls some bullshit and I thought the fact that they made Riot's Hope episode 11 was like, oh yeah, he did all this bullshit, but this is his redemption episode before the series ends. But it turns out he had kind of a redemption uh... episode midway through the season and then proceeds to like kind of do a bunch of bullshit uh, and then kind of has a nice moment at the very end. I don't know. That was why I was like wondering about it. Right. Well, I guess on the, on the one hand... Having him have a redemption kind of mid-season makes it more believable on some level that Jem would be attracted to him. Because since she likes, quote-unquote, good people, which, right, right, right. whatever. She, like, she likes people who are, like, almost as fucked up as she is. Listen, she loves gay men. <laughs> like, she's sexually attracted to gay men, which I get because, like, that's the kind of man I'm attracted to. That's true. So like that's I, true. That's true. So I get it. <laughs> Are you? So you're just attracted to gay men? Is what you're saying? As a gay I, man, like you're queer attracted men, to gay queer men. men. Queer yeah, men. Queer men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am also attracted to queer men. Nice. Did you know I'm that about a, me? <laughs> wow, this is the first time I'm hearing this. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I guess I'm just not attracted to straightness. That's, that's the crush crutch of the matter got you got you got you got you got you got you i i don't know actually i don't feel the same way you're attracted to straight men not i mean yeah uh i have <laughs> been in the past and i'm sure i'll continue to be but like it, i much much more i much more meant like you know like quote-unquote straightness uh in certain like i don't know in certain ways it's like kind of a like a maybe a mild kink you know what i mean mm. like wearing like a baseball cap like, while you're having sex. <laughs> yeah, mask for mask. Exactly, exactly. Uh, like, wearing straightness as a... As an accessory, maybe? It like is... Like, straight, but make it camp? It's. I don't think it would say, quite say camp. But it is accessorizing. Mm, I get mm. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just... Jem and Riot, like, I, I feel like Jem is having a new level of mental break, or Jerrica is, because she's, like, splitting off from, like, even further from who she as Jerrica is, if that makes sense. Oh, dude, 100%, 100%. Actually, in a really odd way, this is a very, what you just said is a very strong parallel for what a character in a book series I'm reading, uh, for folks at home, and also you, Jocelyn, I don't know if I've told you this, uh, because I've been deep into this series, 
it's Brandon Sanderson has this series called the Stormlight Archive, and I'm on, I'm on book three, and who was my favorite character, this female character, in this third book kind of goes through like a very strong disassociative break, and it kind of like made me think about how like the men in the series versus the women. Like, the one, like, kind of main female character in the series, like, deals with trauma and, like, kind of copes. Uh, and she ha he has another book series where a, a female character, like, the main female character also kind of goes through this, like, double persona. Not necessarily trauma, but, like, kind of a shtick. Um, and, yeah, it just kind of made me think about how... Is that more common in female characters? Like, the idea of them assuming different identities and that real dissoci dissociation as opposed to, like, male characters who, I don't know, maybe are more, are comparatively more quote-unquote mentally stable because they don't do that? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's, re it's really hard to say. I feel like femininity... Femin right. femininity has been kind of like shrouded in mystery. And I think that's where, you know, the idea of witchcraft comes from the idea that you don't like women are somehow secretly powerful in this kind of shadow realm. That well, you don't I really mean, understand. that is true though. <laughs> and because of that, because we don't understand the feminine mystique, they're dangerous or when women aren't in line, they're dangerous. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I feel yeah, like because yeah, yeah. of that, seeing a woman who deviates from any sort of prescribed norm is seen as like hysterical or, you know, mentally like crazy or evil or something like that. Yeah. No, to, to make a through line to both, concepts i did actually watch i think it was like a movie from maybe the 1940s or maybe the 1920s i forget like what, what era it was actually in or how old it was but it was basically about it was kind of like a quote-unquote history of witchcraft uh but like the main point of the movie was it was just women throughout the decade like centuries uh who just had like mental illness and like dealt with mental illness uh, and they were labeled as witches because yeah they deviated from the norm as you said it ends in a really weird note um, I forget why, like, the very final, like, frame kind of thing is, like, I don't know, m maybe it's, like, the mental ward, like, on fire, like, the, the filmmaker's decision or, like, answer is, like, oh, just, like, kill them or something like that. I don't know. There's very something at the end of that movie, uh, that kind of takes you out of the point it was making, but it was still a good point. <laughs> well... Yeah, points are made and sometimes they're not. And, you know, sometimes you make points and they're fine. Yeah, and sometimes you got to point them. <laughs> um, but you yeah. get to the point, which is what we should do. We should get to the yeah, point. Yeah, we should do. So the last moment of this episode is a song called This Is For Farewell by Gem and the Holograms. But and no, frankly, no, no. it's so This Is Farewell But Not Goodbye. I thought that was the full title. Oh, shit. I, I mean, it was goodbye, though. I mean, I know, but that's why I really like the kind of meta moment of it all. So, yeah, it was basically a goodbye song to 
Bonnie, who has a new dad, but it's also a goodbye song or farewell song, but not goodbye to Gem and the Holograms. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. syndicated. We did see a lot of reruns. So That is true. Farewell, but not goodbye. Yeah, I feel like a lot uh, of reruns, a lot of reruns on Gem. Uh, everyone sings in this song. Uh, I do like how they leave it open to a possible reboot or continuation with the farewell, but not goodbye. Right. And, yeah, I mean, I feel like we're doing this, too, on this here podcast. Like, we're saying goodbye, but, or farewell, but, you know, we're also saying hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to just go with goodbye, because that's the no. title of the song no. that you just referenced. No. no, I'm saying hello, because it's slightly more confusing. Oh, um, right, 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 right. But, <laughs> but... Even though this is the last episode of Gem that we're going to talk about. And frankly, I don't know if anyone was really listening to this. And oh, that's yeah. fine. Because, I have um, no idea. Yeah, I need to speak my truth regardless. Right. But that said, we're going to be talking about the movie, Gem and the Holograms, that came out in what year, roughly? 20... In the 2010, somewhere? I don't know. I, what year is it now? 2022? It maybe came out in... 2016, 2015? 2015. Yeah, 25ths? 25ths. So we're going to be talking about that. There are a bunch of people in it, like Molly Ringwald, Juliette Lewis, who plays Erica Raymond. Right, Not right, right, Eric right. Raymond. Yeah, get, get it right. It's Erica Raymond. Yeah. Haley Kyoko and a bunch of other people. Kesha makes an appearance. I mean, Kesha um, makes an iconic appearance. Uh, it's the only good part of the movie. Yeah, I've never seen it, so I'm excited to talk shit about it because I'm sure it'll be terrible. It's terrible. Then we're going to be talking about the Gem fan movie on YouTube. Um, so there will be at least, well, two more episodes on Gem content. Yeah, two more two more Gem episodes, you know, baby. We're keeping it pure at the end? I don't know. Gemmy. Keeping it Gemmy up in the Gemsphere. <laughs> And then we're going to rebrand, so we'll see you on the other side when yeah, that Yeah, happens. but we have a couple more episodes. We got a little bit more time. Yes. Um, so if you like what you heard, check us out on social media at Gem Girls Podcast on Instagram and Twitter on both platforms. And as you're perusing our Tyler, per Tyler Perry social medias channels, uh, <laughs> please rate us and review us wherever you find podcasts. And as is the pod poll... By rate us and review us, we mean five stars and a positive review because I think that we truly deserve it. Yes, I think we deserve it as well. So <laughs> with all that said and done, until next time, stay, stay outrageous. outrageous. <laughs>